0: Little phlegm this morning. Fucking. Today is the 29th of July, 2021. Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation podcast. Heading down the office for a 10 a.m. start. Now, I planned on doing a workout this morning, similar fashion to yesterday. And I, had, I guess I had more time than I normally would in order to get that done. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Um, at least, obviously, it's not going to happen right now because I'm all dressed, ready to go to... ready to hit the ground run at the office. I got freaking three wood carvings in the back of the seat. I got a Sasquatch that's two foot tall. I got a damn mushroom toadstool house. And I got a highly motivating gnome So, send them away with my friend, Melissa. She's a good, extra nurse. And she likes gnomes, damn it, so we'll settle up. First patient of the day, get her her carvings. So, I'm happy about that. I hope she is excited, she seems very excited to pick up her art. As usual, I have assorted cups clanking around in my freaking cup holders here. Got my protein shake. Two parts muscle milk scoops, that is. Two scoops muscle milk. One scoop uh, granulated protein, or uh, protein, granulated peanut butter powder. New text message from Vera. Vera, trying to get Vera. I think she tries. She wants to get it on the schedule. She's a good friend. Try to oblige that one. <clears throat> so, let's see what's going on this morning. So the reason why I'm not heading to the gym. This morning is because I'm fucking tired, man. Pretty tired. I didn't get to bed till after midnight last night. This whole Olympic thing has us, you know, kind of glued to the television to see what's going on. These hours are going to go way out the window when as school approaches, right? We need to start hitting to bed earlier. My wife says that to me sometimes. She goes, you need to get to bed earlier. <coughs> well, I agree with that. If I go up to bed at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock and everybody else is down till 11.30 and everybody comes up, you're going to wake me the fuck up. So to me, there's no uh, point in me trying to get all comfy and cozy and begin my slumber when I've got stragglers who are going to rouse me from my sleep and I'm not going to be happy. So I wind up staying up and listening to podcasts or looking at the internet or whatever, which isn't good for you, by the way, Uh, first thing in the morning or late at night, you know, I just talked about being programmed and turning our attention to things that make us angry, can become like a thorn in your side, right, these little habits or these little compulsions where you can't help but do them. You know they're not good for you. You do them anyway because we're human. Sorry, a little protein uh, belch this morning. Get that in my system, get some sustenance, get some recovery for uh, my future workouts. I'm very happy to be including uh, you know, my daily, like, how do I feel? My training log is now going to be something else you're going to have to hear about. So yesterday I did that chest and uh, back routine, some arms as well, some cardio, like trying the the different cardio machines so as to keep things interesting, hit my body from different angles, check my heart rate, monitor, all that stuff. That's cool. So I feel good today. I feel tired. Yesterday was a crazy day at the office. I mean, it was just 23 patients or something like that. It's a lot for me. You know, I'm doing... Spent a lot of time with people, a lot of energy. and So I'm smoked, plus I did the workout in the morning. So it's always a factor. Big concern for me right now is the shifting of pace a little bit between the summer and the fall, the regular year, essentially, because I start teaching again Tuesday and Thursday, so my Thursdays, I've been coming in just because it's the summer, and we've been so busy for whatever reason. Uh, summers have been busy last four or five years, I guess. So I have to, uh, you know, account for all this. Tuesdays will still be off. It'll be Done around three p.m. on Tuesdays, and then Thursdays. Uh, Thursdays I have uh, lecture in the morning, and then after that I'm pretty much done. So I can either go right to the office, or I can take a few hours and then start two o'clock or something like that. Try to get everybody fitted in. So rotating back to the teaching schedule. Teaching four classes. Bunch of carvings and shit that I got lined up. Maybe 10 carvings I need to get done. I'm excited about that. I love that shit. Fucking love it. Part of me wishes I could just be a full-time wood carver. I tell you I might be able to now, between that and teaching, I might be able to just frickin' make a living off of that. i never want to give up chiropractic. I love my patients. as obviously it's a huge part of my day. I'd be a major hole if I missed it. And. to make a better living doing all that, but, and after a while, I'm sure I would get tired of the sawdust and the sun and the elements and the screaming chainsaws and other equipment would probably lose its luster a little bit, right? Wouldn't be as enticing to be out, to have to be out all day carving wood, going to various job sites, on the one hand it would be exciting, and the other hand it would be, you know, dirty all day, all kinds of other aspects, you know, everything's got its, uh, ups and downs, but I sure do enjoy it, really enjoy it, I guess like I, I got 10 jobs, maybe 4 or 5 big ones that will earn me six, seven $700,000 a piece all I need is the time to do them, you know, told a guy yesterday who I'd really like to, to serve, wants a big bear, it looks like it's about eight feet, and so I told him that when I got back from vacation, I would come out and take a look, he showed me a picture of it, so I said I'd come out and inspect and talk to him about pricing and stuff, I told him, he asked, you know, he, I guess he was thinking I was gonna come out last weekend. He's like, hey, are you gonna come out and give me an estimate? And I said so yeah, I can come out this weekend, which I would. I should have time this weekend. But I gave him an estimate. It's hundred dollars a linear foot. So if it's an eight foot tree stump, that's eight hundred dollars. And if it's a 24-inch, two-foot-wide tree, which it looks to be at least that, that's two more hundred dollars. It's hardwood. So, I mean, that's a thousand dollars just with the, you know, the, the work to do. It's a hardwood, like oak or something like that, maple. So this is going to, you know, that's more money because it's more, wear and tear on my saws and on my body and it's a carving that I have to come and do I have to go to the, you know like travel carving even though it may be half hour away it's I can't walk out my yard and plug in my gear you know I need to really I'm going to bring all my shit over and I'm going to be thinking about really cleaning up good so as not to mess their yard up and there's all kinds of extra stuff, where's the Where's the power, you know, do you mind if I'm, chainsaws are screaming all hours of the afternoon, and so we're talking about like a $1,500 carving probably. Now it's a big bear, again, an eight foot bear on a, standing on a bunch of rocks, shared me an image, so I told him that, $1,000 plus, gonna have it started late summer, early fall, let me know if you have any thoughts. So think about that, you know, because that's what it's going to be. And you know, honestly, I got to start car. I got to start charging what I what it's worth. You know, what's one of the things with wood carving? There's the going rates, and these are things that just my fellow carvers handed down, like hundred dollars a linear foot. So if I do a one foot carving, it's going to be hundred dollars. But then, like this Sasquatch, you know, I put like an entire day on this thing. Now I'd never carved a Sasquatch and here he sits on my rear freaking seat. But uh you know I so I, I took every effort to make it really look like a Bigfoot. And I enjoyed the carve, but it's a foot tall and I'm got Dremels out and doing all this fine tuning to it and it was probably far more work than you know 1 foot carving doesn't really capture it because it was an entire like 4 or 5 hours of carving and then sealing and it's probably more like a 250 dollar carving other carvers will say that it's it's only worth what people are willing to pay right so, there has been a lot of people asking me about wood carvings. I know some of my other buddies are very busy, as well. People have been spending more time at home, so they, you know, they're kind of bored and they've had some money and they've had unemployment and all this stuff, and they want something to make them happy, so they're willing to pay it. And you don't want to just, you don't want to gouge people. I always have a problem if, like, you know, some bullshit happens and the gas prices spike or. You hear about you know weights, dumbbells or something online being uh, costing far more than it's usually like a what is it like how many cents a pound maybe a dollar a pound. So if you buy thirty dollar or thirty pound kettlebell, let's say, should be thirty dollars, maybe forty five dollars. They're probably up upwards of that, you know. The gouging that whole thing. I understand inflation, I understand, well actually I don't understand inflation really, the whole concept and how, where it comes from. I just know the prices go up as a result of expenses and weakness of the dollar and all this other shit that most common people don't really fully understand. But uh... I don't want to be the guy, I always want to give a, a fair price, it means a lot to me, like I always do more, I try to do more than is required of me, whether it's a, we're talking about a chiropractic adjustment or an exam or wood carving or my teaching, I try to go the extra mile and I, th- I feel like it's appreciated, I charge a fair price, now should I charge more, probably, I probably should. Like, you know, my competitors, chiropractically speaking, are charging sixty dollars for an adjustment. I'm charging forty-five, and that's up from forty for the first ten years, probably, of my practice. So, I guess when you know what, it's true. I mean, I can see why there's a pressure to, to increase prices because when you when demand is increased, you know, people want your attention. Hey, I guess they might have to be willing to pay a little bit more for that you know, it's only natural scarcity, right, increases value so but I got a big fucking heart and I've never been, it's never been about like hitting things out of the park financially, although I I, I should and, and could um, use to increase my prices and whether whatever the fuck I'm doing you know again. I always want to be fair. Let's see what else. So I got a bunch of wood carving I got to do. I'm excited about We'll see what this guy comes back and says. You know, if he doesn't, if that's too rich for his blood, if it's scary, $1,000 plus, well then I guess he doesn't want the fucking carving. He can find somebody else to do a half-ass job. But he seemed pretty like, yeah, hey, I want this done. So, all right. What's going to cost? Maybe you didn't think it was going to cost that much. I don't know. But again, if it's a five foot tree, if it's a ten foot tree, it's going to be that many hundred dollars. It's an eight foot tree, two feet thick, hardwood, travel job. We a lot of money. But lastly, as I turn around the corner from the office, still got this uh, Olympic stuff, Olympic fever. Everybody's excited. And I'm excited about it. I like watching it. You know, I'm excited to for the stories. i look got a little fatigue from it. I, I'd like to enjoy it a little bit more. Um, this thing with Simone Biles, everybody's got an opinion on it, I guess, including me. Every podcast or every vlogger, um, every citizen seems to have, a, you know, all of a sudden, they're gymnasts with a perspective about um, what it takes to compete at the highest level. You know, there's a lot of folks... Talking about teamwork and don't let your team down, don't let your nation down, don't let yourself down, don't be mentally weak. You know, obviously, we, we talked about anxiety and depression the other day. Find somebody, you know, it was almost like I, you know, like this was fortuitous that, you know, the best athlete, what people are calling the best athlete ever. In Simone Biles, pound for pound. That she had some sort of, you know, epiphany and said, I can't do this. I'm not ready mentally or physically to do this. Like something, the mental and physical were not connecting. Sufficient for her, a person who's incredibly practiced, says, you know what? These are really risky moves. I'm doing this and I'm not in the right headspace all these motivators that are talking about, um, being judgy about whether or not she's, you know, the goat or questioning her about her decision to do this. Yeah. I understand your disappointment because you're looking forward to seeing her do phenomenal things. I understand. It's crazy because these people are simultaneously rooting for the woman, seemingly. They want her to, to, do these crazy things. They're anticipating that she's going to come home with the wind and put the U.S. on top of the ladder. But Again, it's like that gladiator syndrome. It's like, this is my little action figure. This is my guy or gal. This is my... I'm controlling you. I want you to do, to, um, no, you're not supposed to do that. You got to do this. You got to be Superman. Don't tell me that you're a human being. Don't tell me that you, that you can't do something, you know, because if you can't, then I definitely can't. You know what I mean? Like if you, on the one hand, there's quite a significance because, um, it means that if somebody like Simone Biles, if she can't do these death-defying acts and come home with thousand gold medals that everybody knows she's very capable of doing, that we all predicted she was going to have no problem doing this, then I as a human being, as a poor slob of the world, what kind of hope do I have of getting anything done? Of accomplishing anything, of coming home with any sort of uh, my version of a victory in life. Yeah, I'm anxious too. These same people have had, they talk about, like I got a good buddy again. Everybody, I don't mean disrespect anybody, but people that I know, and that's one of the things that's surprising. It's like you talk about politics as well. Um, you, we've been surprised over the past couple of years, four or six years, where You know, people that you know, that you trust, that you eat dinner with, that you care about, that you love. They have really, really, uh, surprising views. That make you, you know, wonder where these things have come from. And that's, you know, our individual preference. We can do whatever we want, honestly, but, uh. People surprise you sometimes. And that's okay. We're in, we're entitled to our individuality and our own decision making and all that stuff. But you just wonder, wow, didn't expect that from you. One of my friends said, hey, "Yeah, Simone Biles, uh, you're not the goat if you can't." I guess she's got a clothing line. It's you know the goat flip flops or something like that. And so you should give up the company or give back the sandals because you quit on your team and you're leaving them hanging. listen, I love teamwork, man. Teamwork makes a dream work. Uh, it's really disappointing when somebody doesn't act in the best interest of the team. But, um, you know, we do that every day as civilians. We think about ourselves rather than the, the good of all or the, um, So Simone Biles getting a bunch of shit getting a bunch of love getting a bunch of grief people have different points of view and and, uh, I give her the love you know I give her the the grace I give her the credit of you know being Simone Biles you know she's might look like she's bulletproof and you know can do this stuff in her sleep but it's hard and it's a tremendous amount of pressure Uh, 90 99% 99% of us Will never experience Will never know So unless you've been a competitive gymnast um, what Your opinion doesn't really mean much You know Unless you've been in the Olympics And been at the top of The top And you know, won all these gold medals And led your team to victory And inspired you know Billions of people, the world across. You don't really, your opinion doesn't mean anything. It's just your opinion. And it's uninformed. And so is mine for that matter. But I've just uh, been taking all this in. So, the whole, you don't know what you don't know. We don't know what's going through our mind. We don't know what's going, what's instigating this, how long this has been. This feeling has gone. I'll go back to, um, let's say you are, I don't know, Muhammad Ali. And you freaking fight and you beat everybody. Or Mike Tyson, you freaking knock the shit out of people and knock them out. And you're aggressive and you're attacking the reporters and you're threatening people. And you're just this crazy freaking pit bull. And people love to see you knock people out in 30 seconds or less. That was Tyson in the 80s. And at some point you realize, you know, he looks like he does it and it's just like he's just a machine that's going to go in there and kill these people. And you're rooting him on because he's, you know, toast of the town, alpha male, prize fighter, came from nothing, mentored by some of the best coaches, Brought out of the, you know, adopted by his coach, all kinds of stuff, background stories about Tyson. And then sometime, at some point, you're like, "Hey, is this, you know, I don't know. I mean, this, I'm not feeling this anymore. I've been doing this to him. I'm training relentlessly. My brain, my my body, my mind. I've been traveling. I've been fighting. I've been told I'm." The best thing since sliced bread that you know we can I can beat anybody. Can I beat anybody? Maybe I can't. Maybe I have limitations. Maybe I'm incomplete. Maybe um this isn't gonna last forever. You know, I've watched this with MMA, a lot of the, the heroes that we have, uh whether it's yeah, you know, let's see. Matt Hughes, a uh, Matt Hume, a George St. Pierre, a um, a little fart there, a little protein drink fart, Um, a, let's see, that's the female there, my friend, judo player, incredible technique on the ground. Ronda Rousey, you know, you win, win, win. You're the best, 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 until you're not anymore. And then these people just, you know, they're just normal human beings again. They're extraordinary fighters, and they've got incredible talent. But nothing is forever. And so, the hell do you know about what Simone Biles is going through? You're allowed to be disappointed as a as a viewer, but you're just somebody in the stands, man. You're not even in the stands. Nobody's in the stands. Because we're in a fucking pandemic. So there's a little bit of stress. That whole pressure cooker. Definitely heating up those pools. And, uh, and the Olympics. There's a lot into that. It's a very crazy time. Controversial time right now. Give the woman a break. And also look to yourself. I know. I'll tell you some. Again. Some people that I know. Talking about how teamwork. It's not good to let. You know. It's not where I come from. It's not where we how we behave man, don't give me that shit. I've been around. I've seen half of these people that are talking about the stuff that are in my sphere. I know them well enough to realize that they're not perfect. And there's been times where they let their teams down or they let themselves down. So anyway, that's Thursday. Let's kick ass and take names. (laughs) Huh! <laughs>